Welcome to the Integration Podcast, your guide to enterprise integration. And welcome to this uh, episode of the Integration Podcast. So one of the, the big things in integration is obviously how do we integrate with all the different applications. And SAP, I guess it's Sapphire, announced this uh, Open Connectors uh, partnership. And I thought it would be really interesting to hear a little more about what Open Connectors is, but more also what the cloud elements that is actually producing this. So uh, I'm really fortunate to have uh, Bogdan Pratechkos uh being on the show so bogdan thanks for for being on on the show and uh, could you tell me a little about what you're doing hey daniel yeah my pleasure so as uh, as folks uh, likely know one of the uh, key tenets of uh integration strategies uh, for sap customers and partners um is, is becoming connectivity to third-party applications and that's been when you take the sap uh, integration stack, um, you know, from a, from a, a top-down perspective, there's CPI, there's API management, there's workflow, there's web IDE, there's all kinds of tools that facilitate uh, integration and make and PIPO, of course, but they facilitate and make integration easier uh, for SAP customers. One gap has been the the ability for um, those product those uh, services to make uh, third-party application connectivity easier, right, and out of the box, so that users of these services don't have to build their own connectors or maintain them using those SDKs. Um, and that's exactly what Open Connectors is. It's really a, a way to, to fill that gap and take all of the um, amazing integration services that have already been delivered and continue to be innovated and basically add third-party connectivity as a component directly within the product. Yeah, and I, and I guess this is because there's just so many different applications. They all have their different take on what, for instance, a customer is or what an API is. And I guess that's one of the key elements that you have taken away or, or made easier to, to get into. Absolutely. And, you know, anyone that's that's close to integration um, just in general has seen the rapid proliferation of APIs that are being made available. And there's some standardization for those APIs, you know, within a REST or SOAP um, or XML or whatever it might be. But beyond that, there's not a lot of normalization. And so what's been happening is when folks have been building integrations to applications, they've had to learn how each of those APIs work. Uh, they've had to learn how authentication works. Uh, they've had to learn how, you know, whether, whether custom data can be returned as part of the API. They have to, um, <laughs> you know, figure out how data is going to be paged when it's returned from those endpoints. And it's really taking that, those same um, constraints, if you would, and multiplying it by, you know, 25, 50, 100 different integrations that solutions are requiring today to these applications. Mm -hmm. And then you have made a, a canonical model that, that covers all of these different API fields. Exactly. So we take the native endpoints, uh, whether it's REST or whether it's SOAP, uh, whether it's an SDK, whether it's uh, um, .NET, whatever it might be, and we normalize it to a REST endpoint. So any developers that are working on our platform do not have to work with those other types of APIs or connectivity methods. Uh, everything on the, on the Open Connectors platform is exposed through a REST API. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, and, and and you have also, as I understand, the models uh, customer is the same across all the different CM systems or where that object is used. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with the focus that SAP has taken on customer experience, right, the acquisition of Qualtrics, for example, um, you can tell that that SAP is really focusing on, you know, having a full view of the customer and being able to really uh, drive the experience that those customers have, you know, with SAP's customers' products or services. Um, and so with that, um, there's this uh, there's this need to kind of manage really what is the same type of data, like your customers, your accounts, your products that you sell, whatever it might be, and define a, an actual kind of model of that so that you don't have to integrate point to point for every single scenario you're exposing. So for example, you know, let's say a, a manufacturer has the data object of a product. You know, they might take that product schema from S4 as an example. What they can do is they can actually replicate that S4 product schema within Open Connectors. And then when they're connecting into maybe some other e-commerce service or they're connecting into a product management service that they, that they need to integrate with, whatever it might be, they can actually map that canonical model of a product to the way that it exists in those other services, if that makes sense. Uh, is, is that then using this Open Connector Builder? Uh, so no, so that's actually a virtual data resource. Okay. The Open Connector Builder is, so the Open Connectors platform has about 170 uh, application connectors out of the box. So these are um, market leading apps across uh, marketing, uh, sales automation, uh, e-commerce, um, payments, uh, what HR, what have you. Um, and we are of course building more, um, as, as time proceeds, but you do have tooling available directly within open connectors called this open connector builder where you can build new connectors, um, uh, fairly easily. Our team, our, our team is thinking, um, to, uh, any endpoint that offers an API. So whether it's a rest or a soap endpoint, you know, wisdom that you want to ingest, whatever you can create your own connectors. And what's cool is they get normalized to the spec that all the other connectors in the catalog are. So they work the same way to authenticate, to search. There's a normalized search framework, uh, to page data, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, and this, yeah, for, for line of businesses or for, for specific application would make sense that if you just want to do an integration with this. I think there was like a, uh, a blog that showed it was fairly simple in a couple of hours you can do something. Absolutely. Uh, Danielle, one of our uh, solution architects that's, that's um, uh, working with me on the Alliances team, she built an outreach.io connector uh, in a day. Okay. <laughs> uh, and exposed a couple of resources there. So of course there's work to do to harden it and build the test cases, um, apply our testing framework, um, et cetera. But, um, you know, to, to build kind of the bare bones framework of a connector can be pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Cool. I guess one of the things that, that struck me was with, with this, uh, I had never heard about the cloud elements before, um, for, before this partnership, but your customers, as I understand it, is, is different than SAP's customers. So I guess the, the, it's pretty good match, right? Yeah, the, the synergy is there because our go-to-market is to work uh, traditionally with application and platform providers, uh, whether they're financial services app builders or they're a BI analytics platform or they're um, you know, a, an application development platform or a SaaS app. Um, we have quite a few customers that are, that are uh, some of the SaaS applications you, you've likely heard of uh, across the CRM and marketing marketing and other spaces. And we initially entered the market because these application providers were finding that they had to offer integration out of the box, right? Rather than saying, okay, thank you for buying my service. 
please go work with a partner or a Zapier or whoever it might be. Uh, the strategic integrations needed to be offered as part of the product because they were more or less core. And so what these application developers were doing was uh, having to learn how each API works and then maintain and manage and version those integrations. And essentially our platform was built to be an easier way to build and maintain those product integrations. Yeah, I was just looking, I think it was Paper Duty or something like that, uh, that said they had 200 or something like that integration, uh, 300 integration. And I guess if they had to do, I don't know if they're using your product or not, but uh, I guess if they had to do that manually, it will take forever. Yeah, it takes a little while. We do. Um, we certainly do know of some uh, some SaaS and other types of application vendors uh, that do uh, an internal integration strategy. And you know, if you have the the means and the resources to invest, folks, in you know building those and continuing to innovate them over time, keeping up with endpoint changes uh, and whatever else, then you know why wouldn't you handle it internally? But uh, often we're finding when scale is the goal and a focus on core product rather than building integrations is a goal that cloud elements tends to be a, a fairly good solution. Mm. Yeah, and I, I can see that we also get the, the Jeff company creating a, a cloud application to do some CPI monitoring uh, and development enhancement, stuff like that. And obviously, you need to integrate that with your ticketing, Jira, whatever, and like, well, we are just ending up with a, with a SAPIA solution for now or a webhook that people can do something with. But obviously, it would be nice if we can just say, hey, you have three clicks that you have connected to whatever 300 systems or 200 system that one would make sense. Yeah, and we'd love to work with you on that, you know, because your customers will likely be using um, ServiceNow, maybe some of them Zendesk, Jira, um, you know, building all of those can be tough. And, and actually, to that point, um, one of the exciting kind of ventures the partnership is, is uh, bringing about is um, soon folks that are building their applications on the SAP Cloud Platform using WebIDE or some of the other application development services, they'll be able to kind of use the Cloud Elements platform as, as it is in our traditional data model or uh, go-to-market model. And they can actually use those open connectors APIs uh, within the applications they're building to offer out-of-the-box connectivity uh, for those apps. So we're excited about that one as well. We've built this integration using SAP here, but which also provides like a, I think they have a thousand connectors, probably some smaller ones, at least not some of them I know would probably not make it into uh, uh, SAP uh, landscape. But they have a different strategy there, I guess. No, it, that's absolutely true. So when Zapier uh, goes to market, they're, they're targeting and, and doing so extremely well, uh, the end users of the uh, integrations, right? The, the small product team or you know, the, the sales team that doesn't have IT support to build you know, deeper and more functional integrations, they just need something you know, simpler uh, and most importantly, very easy to configure. And Zapier does a great job at offering all that. And, and, and oftentimes, uh, when Cloud Elements is implemented uh, within a, an application provider, they'll have a, a dual or a, or a triple-pronged strategy where Cloud Elements will be one way you know, for the, maybe the strategic integrations, but then a lot of those uh, same customers are using Zapier um, you know, for, for some of their other integrations. So it can definitely work in... Uh, um, uh, well, losing the word. Unity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and I guess obviously with some of these things, as you said, you could probably do these integration and API management, or not API management, uh, cloud platform integration, but it's just would just take too long. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess one one question that that pops up uh, a lot is the citizens integration. Uh, I guess that was like a Gartner term or something like that. And and whenever you see some slides that said, "Oh, we want this citizen integration," is that anything that's being in this uh, open connectors uh, cloud elements? Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a great question. So from the cloud element standpoint, the experiences that are being delivered by the application providers are 99% of the time built for the citizen integrator users of those apps. So uh, in our traditional model, uh, the application provider would, would build the UI and the UX and the experience for the customer. And then that integration calls our APIs to actually execute all the data movement and the logic uh, some, in some cases uh, between that our customers app and the third parties that they're integrating with. So um, that is most often the, uh, the, the integration that's being, or the experience that's being delivered. As far as open connectors goes, um, anyone that's uh, familiar with the framework or has had a chance to launch it from the cloud cockpit, you've seen that it's, it's really not a tool for citizen integrators. Um, it, it's really for, <laughs> it's really for uh, uh, engineers most often that are you know, uh, application engineers that know how to work with REST APIs and JSON and JavaScript. Um, but, so, and, and so those folks are using it to deliver the, the backend integrations. Um, one of the cool initiatives that, that Open Connectors is involved in is uh, there's a whole host of SAP uh, SaaS applications, um, Concur, um, Success Factors, um, SAP Analytics Cloud, um, all kinds of services that are being offered through the cloud now, and they're requiring the citizen integrator experience where users of those services don't want to get IT involved. Uh, they don't want to have to build an integration via open connectors and CPI. They just wanted to, you know, just want to be able to bring their data in or send it back out easily and configure that within their typical experience. And so we're actually working with a few of those uh, product groups uh, to build adapters and embedded integrations where they'll actually be using the open connectors APIs, but uh, as per our traditional kind of go-to-market, they're building the UIs and the experiences for those users to configure and use the integrations and calling open connectors on the back end. So that would say if I'm in analytics cloud or whatever, and I want to send customer data to some non-SAP CRM system, I can just say I want to send this to uh, whatever... Uh, CM system that you have connected in this, right? Exactly. And uh, I, I can't say when, of course, uh, this will be available, but but that is the exact vision. Okay, cool. Um, I guess when we're talking about APIs, and then API management often comes in. Is that anything you're offering, or is that something that you would then, if you want to throttle or make these APIs public, that you just want to use the cloud platform? API management suite. Exactly, you said it at the end. So, um, Cloud Platform has a, an API management product that's uh, that's hardened and uh, and and very functional. Um, and so, we recommend uh, Open Connectors and the entire you know Cloud Platform uh, strategy team recommends that you continue to use API management uh, in use cases where you do have to throttle data or if you're uh, looking to connect to an on-prem service uh, potentially, so that you can um, you know expose a, a public endpoint through API management. Uh, all those use cases and uh, are are still uh, best geared for API management. Mm, okay, and yeah, yeah, public APIs and stuff like that. You don't want to, as as I remembered when doing this integration, you got some pretty 
there wasn't that many access options you you got when you connected to to an API. Yep, yep. And so there will always be sources that, you know, maybe require access to uh, through a database, as an example, or um, just otherwise private endpoints where you need to somehow get through the firewall. Uh, Open Connectors is more so being built as a cloud application connectivity uh, facilitator. Um, Who knows, you know, maybe down the road, uh, solutions will be figured out to where uh, uh, public endpoint or or endpoints for these services can be exposed in Open Connectors. But most likely it'll be Uh, an architecture through API management or, or however else the customers want to expose those endpoints. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so one thing I've been struggling with, uh, at least when trying to implement some other um, APIs or, or solutions is all this thing about uh, authentication. I think that's something that has evolved over time, starting with just username password. Now, I guess it's OAuth or uh, some some different thing. How do you actually see this? Uh, because I guess you must be integrating quite a lot of uh, different apps and know what are the different areas. Yeah, absolutely. So most most folks have seen that there's a transition towards OAuth uh, for most application providers endpoints, uh, whether it's OAuth one or OAuth two. Um, but we do, of course, in addition to those, uh, support other connectivity methods. And so whether it's uh, API key or username and password or some other kind of basic credentialing uh, or SSO, um, uh, essentially what we've tried to do on the platform is make authentication one of those levels of normalization uh, when you're working with the platform. So what I mean to say there is let's take an OAuth flow versus a username and password flow. Um, from the user's experience creating uh, an active connection to their service, aside from typing in a different type of credential, uh, OAuth credentials versus maybe an API key and password, uh, the rest of the process is the same uh, to the end user. Um, And so the abstraction happens on the back end with the way that we call the APIs uh, via that abstraction layer, but that is made transparent to the user that on the back end, there might be a wildly different authentication mechanism. Yeah, I definitely saw that when I was trying it out. It was some of these uh, different authentication or connection from the cloud elements to whatever application was a little different and sometimes a little confusing. But once you had connected it, it was you could care less about it. It was just an API endpoint you called and it figured out whatever was what's happening behind Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, you know, no need to mar- manage the uh, disparate tokens, right? These OAuth apps or, or whatever type of auth type is offering you. There's a consistent open connectors token um, that's used in the header of a- every API call that's made. Um, so you don't have to deal with the storage and management of all those different types of tokens, which is nice as well. Yeah. Um, so a lot of time doing integration, it's, as we talked about it, it's, it's, challenging uh, and it and some of these things the pre-delivered content or whatever is is okay for for the 80% rule or 80% is, is okay but all these customers have all the different uh, ways of understanding what a customer is and these important fields how are you handling that and is that also 
that area that's taking the most time when doing this kind of integration? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, when it comes to mapping data that's traveling between SAP and non-SAP systems, uh, it can be quite a challenge, right? Because those applications are not required to maintain any kind of standard data model, of course. Um, So along with the mapping utility that that we talked about earlier called uh, virtual data resources, where you can define your own objects, um, there is also the one of the normalization layer components is the ability to work with custom data. So as long as the uh, endpoints API uh, that we're using in the connector allows access to the custom data, uh, we will uh, translate that through uh, through our APIs. And so when you're building those virtual data resources, or you know even doing mapping in CPI, which which works perfectly as well, uh, you're you're working with the full payload and not just the standard fields or objects. Yeah, so so it, it, I guess that also is a little part of the, the complexity of this uh, this flow. Um, so one thing I I saw and and I learned about was this that you could actually create. Um, so if you have two different HR system one or, or CM system one in in one region or one in another company a code or something like that, then. Open connectors also, uh, would be a good way to go because you could specify these that for this company code or you go to this one and for the other one it should be a different one. Is that something you're seeing that customers also using and can they then switch? between systems or are there too many? No, that's a fantastic question. Um, So uh, you you nailed it in that open connectors uh, can be used to connect uh, to those services, right? Uh, If we have a connector, then, uh, you know, authentication, that process is normalized. If we don't have a connector for it, uh, it can very easily be built via open connector builder in most cases. Um, but in any case, the yeah, so the authentication and the, the credentialing of an active instance uh, to those services is through uh, open connectors. And those instances themselves can be managed within open connectors as well uh, and the admin section there. And then what you would what you could do is go into CPI, for example, and you know, if you needed the uh, let's say a different flow of data <clears throat> for those two uh, different HR systems. <clears throat> you could actually create two integration flows and have them each connect to one of the two instances, or you know build the same integration flow and just duplicate it and uh, you know run the same processes uh, with both of those systems together. Um, so there's a and of course you know API management can be used as well uh, for some of those use cases. So really, what Open Connectors offers is the um, third-party connectivity piece. Uh, SAP already has fantastic services for data orchestration and workflow and API management and developing applications. So really what we're doing is uh, continuing to rely on those as core services for integration and Open Connectors offers that connectivity layer that can work with all those other services. Mm, Cool. Um, I think you brought also this up uh, when we talked uh, that this uh, is for migration uh, from ECC made some some changes into the the integration strategy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's you know uh, there's a lot of components in a move to S four. <laughs> any uh, any S four implementer can can surely tell you. I'm sure. Um, you know connectivity uh, to applications is a small part of it, but 
it is exciting nonetheless because uh, as folks are moving to S4 HANA, you know, from ECC or some other ERP that they're using, uh, a lot of them, uh, there's actually a, um, a blog or a, a paper that was written um, that surveyed a bunch of folks that were doing those migrations, whether it was customers or partners. And one of the components that was most heavily reviewed in such a transition was that company's integration strategy. And so, uh, the, the reason I mentioned that is if someone's moving to S4, they're either okay with the cloud or they're considering the cloud. Um, I, I, I would think it's safe-ish to say. Um, and if that's the case, then they're also uh, most likely using other uh, applications, right, to use uh, to run their business within their uh, their different BU stacks. And so, the benefit of open connectors is it can make this transition a little bit easier, right? Where ECC had all of these uh, integrations built to the other services via PIPO and whatever else it might be. Uh, there's a ton of innovation that's been happening within CPI. And now that you add that connectivity piece to it, it, it perhaps doesn't seem so daunting, uh, the migration, at least from the integration perspective. <laughs> or the time per connecting each app. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Uh, I guess there's just been our companies are just using a lot more apps now and I guess that's making the integration effort the same. So the speed speed for each integration needs to, to go up and I guess that's one of the things that, that Open Connectors is providing that you you can s- s- save some uh, some time on, on each connect, connection because it's just abstracted. Exactly. And, and use SAP to do it versus having to, you know, potentially license a completely different platform just to handle the integration piece where all the core stuff still lies within SAP. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that was all the questions that I did have. Uh, are there anything you think we forgot that could be interesting? for the listeners? You know, I, I, we covered a lot and I think you hit on all the, uh, all the major topics. So nothing that's, that's sticking out in my mind now. Cool. Uh, so uh, anything on, on the cloud elements roadmap that could be interesting? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, open connectors and cloud elements is uh, connector roadmaps uh, are are mostly in sync. And so part of the strategy is uh, looking at more enterprise grade applications, right? Whether they're uh, ERPs in the cloud um, or HCMs in the cloud. Uh, that's that's kind of where the the connector strategy is going, um, and then I think just the ability to uh, the open connector builder tool, right? So. Um, Pretty exciting for someone like a, like a, a partner of SAP that's delivering you know solutions for industries. Uh, in the past, they've had to kind of use a, a disparate architecture because SAP didn't offer connectivity or a real easy way to uh, to build uh, application connectivity. And so, whether it's you know oil and gas or manufacturing or education's a big one, um, these partners can use Open Connector Builder to you know build up. Uh, a set of uh, connectors, right? That that kind of live within their instance of open connectors and can be leveraged in their deliveries. And this becomes exciting because projects go a lot quicker. And to your point earlier, right? Um, since there are so many more integrations, you have to, in order to balance it out, make each integration a little bit quicker and easier. So, um, you know, think, things like that, I think, are what's really exciting. It's just opening up the all of the great things the cloud platform already does to 
you know, fairly easy uh, integration with the other applications those customers are using. Yeah, thanks for, for being on the show. Thanks for sharing a lot about uh, the Open Connectors cloud elements, what it's really about. Uh, so, Bogdan, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me and uh, look forward to, to reconnecting when uh, you'd like to build some integrations within the app that you're working on as well. Cool. <laughs> we'll reach out. Cool. All right, Daniel. Thank you so much.